Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to an emergency episode of the Pornhub Podcast. Emergency. I have something. Yes. Uh, <laughs> something extremely, extremely important just came up. So um, I'll tell you the scenario. So um, because of my divorce and because my ex is still staying in my house in L.A., when I'm here in Los Angeles, I stay at Mark Spiegler's house. He's my agent. And um, I just and, you know, at Spiegler's house, there's always like girls in and out, girls that don't live in town, come to stay with him while they're shooting in Los Angeles and stuff. So I walk into the house tonight and Alina Lopez is here. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Um, thanks so much for being on. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and so you're kind of like porn's new hot thing right now. There's always one. And you like, think of that's the me? Year. I don't you're know. the one of the year. I don't know. I don't know if that's me, but I'm very flattered that you think so. You are because even before. So I haven't even like dropped the bomb yet. But like, <laughs> I, I mean, even before, like I knew anything about you. Spiegler had shown me your pictures and like, you know, you have this extremely long tongue. You, yeah. You're missing the thing. The like stringy thing underneath your tongue. Yeah. I don't You're know. I, I don't know what that's called, but I don't have it. Yeah. Like, so um, I can didn't stick Gene it out Simmons far. like cut his out? I don't. Yes. A lo people will do that. People will get like, if like, if they want to have a long tongue, but they don't have one, they'll go that like, they can get that like snipped and like cut off so that you can stick your tongue out further. Is but it I, genetic? Or? I think it is. I don't know. I haven't like asked my parents. I don't think either of my parents have a long tongue, but I, I think, you know what? It is genetic because I have a cousin that has a long time that doesn't have oh, it either okay. so i mean it so it runs in the family yeah it runs the family <laughs> lots of pussy eaters really oh, good I, pussy I mean, eaters in your family i the cousin that has it is a girl and she i don't know i don't think she eats pussy so i think that's well, just okay. gonna be me so let me yeah like <laughs> you require so much intro because before we even get into that so i sit down we're chatting and it just casually gets mentioned that you are from Utah. Yes. We're talking about Utah. And I'm like, wait a second. Are you Mormon? <laughs> and you are. And yes, I am. And that's the big reveal. <laughs> and I'm so excited. And I have a million <clears throat> fucking questions about being Mormon. Like, I don't know anything about you. Mm. I was like, stop talking. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> I don't want to know anything more. So this is a totally unprepared episode. No, it's a fun topic. And there's, it doesn't, you don't even need to prepare. There's plenty of, plenty <laughs> there's of so things much to, to talk, talk about. about. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I want to start with, are you currently a practicing Mormon? No, 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 no. The, you couldn't be and be in the industry because sexuality is one of the biggest things in the Mormon religion that is important to maintain Christ-like. So there's no way, because there's a lot of things that Mormon people, like you're not supposed to drink caffeine, mm -hmm. but Mormon people drink caffeine and still be a practicing Mormon. Mm -hmm. But as far as sexuality goes, it's not one of those things. But what you is, can... what is Christ-like sexuality even mean like no premarital sex oh absolutely so the mormon church 100,000 percent uh sex is only for married couples preferably married in the temple um but definitely definitely only for married people even they uh don't even allow intimate kissing before what about hand-holding yes hand-holding definitely what about boobs touching no nope not even over the clothes and they say that we i when i was in <clears throat> uh when i went to church 
the youth, the teenage youth, go to what's called young women's and young men. Mm-hmm. Um, like like Sunday, so, school? Sunday school. Yeah, but that's what it's called. Is like I would go to young women's. You know, uh-huh. I'd go. You go to sacrament meeting first, and then I would go to young women's. Um, and we have little handbooks and stuff. Um, and they have a handbook that talks about the law of chastity. And they specifically, they go really in depth and, well, I mean, not really in depth, but they do specifically mention rules that you need to abide by. And it does specifically say that intimate touching of any kind, even over the clothes is absolutely not allowed. What about holding hands? Yeah. Hand holding, I think is okay, but they still, you know, I feel like if I was at a church activity, um, you know, if we had a combined, like, cause we would, uh, they, ha- there's so many things in the church that you have to do. They, there's so many things that they require you to do. One of the, th- um, you know, we have young women's on Sundays and Sunday school and all that, all that. And then on Wednesdays we would have what they called mutual young. And then we'd go. So every Wednesday we'd go to church too, but okay. it's like a specific. So churches on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, it's not necessarily church. It's like only, uh, the youth go and okay. we have like youth church activities okay um and so kind of like an after school program yeah and the girls and boys are separated young men's and young women's but we're still there in the church sometimes we would combine but say we had a combined activity and um i was holding hands with another boy i'm sure that one of my sunday school teachers would say something to me or tell me that's not appropriate is there anything that you guys would do to like get around that like would you like maybe like i don't know play footsies or like um like, is there a loophole? I don't know. In the be- because so for me, I very quickly, once I, you know, once I got a little older and, you know, started started wanting to explore my sexuality, it wasn't long before I was like, hmm, you know, I want to I want to try some things before I was having sex. So, so I don't at, know about other people. At what point, like, did you. OK, so how long have you been out of the church? Um, I stopped believing, like fully stopped believing Mm -hmm. and 100% was able to say that, you know, this is not true. This is not how I want to live my life. Probably when I was 16 or 17. And is that something you can open? Like you do still live in the community? Like, do you live among well, I mean, Mormons? where I live in Utah, there is a lot of Mormons. The The mass majority of the population is definitely Mormon. And do, like, does your, like, social circle know that you're a non-believer? My social circle is there, no Mormons. I don't hang out with Mormons. Oh, okay. No, because, you know, I do like to, like, drink occasionally or, you know, hang out with people. And, like, even just saying swear words, like, you can't do those sorts of, do sorts of things. Do the people in the Mormon community know you're doing porn? Do you think they know? Um, no, I don't think they know. You know, the only people that know would be my family. So they know. Your my family fa- knows. I have a huge family. Of course. So not all. Mormon. Not That's all right. of them know. Yeah. Not all. How of many them. brothers and sisters? I have five sisters and one brother. Oh so there's seven gosh. kids in my family. Yeah, all from the same mom and dad. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And they both have big ass families too. So like my dad, I think. Has, what number are you? I'm number five of seven. So okay. my brother is the oldest. And then there's six girls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, and some of your family knows that you're doing porn? Yeah. my a, a few of my sisters know that I'm close to. Do your parents know? No, they don't. I don't really like... My parents are divorced, and I don't talk to my dad much anymore. Is that um, rare in the Mormon community? Divorce? Um, I'd say it is. I'd say a lot of people probably want to get divorced, but, but they, they stay, stay together, together because... I mean, a big part. Because they'd be shunned or? No, no, not, no. It's not really like that. I think, you know, 
a pe- people think that the church is more old school than it actually is. They definitely are very traditional, but mm-hmm. they I don't think that there's like anyone that would actually like be shunned by the church. Um, but so at 16, you're like basically a non-believer in your heart. Yeah. And then and then you're like also this horny kid, mm-hmm. it seems like. <laughs> yeah. And definitely. then like and then what how does like that turn into this porn? Um, I think I was so sexually like suppressed growing Mm -hmm. up because the Mormon church believes the only like parents in the Mormon church don't talk to their kids about sex. Right. For the majority. They don't. I mean, that's a lot of people in general. general, Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fucked up. But, um, so I, the only thing that I ever was told was don't do it. Right. That's, that was my sex education. Or else what? Um, you're unworthy and you but can't what does take that mean that means that it means a bunch of things it means a bunch of horrible things in the church it means you can't take the sacrament which is like public embarrassment you know you're the only person in church like you pass around the sacrament which is the bread and water mm-hmm. and everyone's taking it and if you're if you just pass the tray along and don't take it then everyone oh looks at you God. and knows that you're a sinner like yeah the shame yeah it's like super shameful that's you know and then you can't go in the temple um, you can't do like baptisms for the dead or anything like that. Like, so if you have sex, premarital sex once, you're, you're like shamed for life. Um, I mean, it depends. I think that people can be judgmental, but there is a like repentance program in the church that you okay. can go through. So, and what know, does that involve? So what that would involve is you would have to meet with your bishop. I mean, like the Catholic church, I think it's Catholic church where they meet with their priests and confess their sins is similar to that okay so you have to meet with your bishop um who is the leader of your individual ward um and you know tell him tell him what you did Mm -hmm. um and then he'll let you know you know you get to listen to the lecture and he'll let you know what you need to do to repent which is typically you know read your book of mormon or read these specific passages whatever um and pray and maybe fast fasting is when you don't eat right when did you lose your virginity uh i had i think i had just turned it was new year's i turned 14 in september (gasps) and i lost it that new year's you were young yeah i was 14 was it like to a mormon boy no Mm -mm. no it was to a bad boy (laughs) is there a word you guys have for non-mormons uh non-members no non-members just Just non-members yeah Okay, so it was with a non-member. It was with a non-member, yeah. And nobody in the community know n- knows. Oh, oh, I'm sure they knew because I was like, I have been just a Unknown. slut for life. Okay. <laughs> like, even before I was having sex, I was a huge flirt as a little, like even when I was young, I, I would flirt with all the boys in my church and, you know, I liked wearing tighter dresses yeah. and stuff. And my church leaders would all, were always telling my parents that I would talk to boys too much and so I think nobody, you know, I, people thought I was having sex before I even was having sex. Yeah, I hear that. So when I did actually lose my virginity, like it wasn't even like anyone was like freaking out because no one was surprised, you know. You know, I, I'm kind of like that too. Like even from a young age, I was always like really drawn to sexual things. Mm-hmm. And I thought hookers were just awesome. Oh my God, me too. And like, I have, I was always fascinated with hookers and prostitution. Yeah, like same. so fascinated or even strippers with it. Or yeah. Why? Where do you think that comes from? I don't know, but I remember even being so young and see, you know what? The first time I ever saw anything like that was on 
a trip to Las Vegas and I had, you know, not been exposed to anything. You know, I was mm-hmm. raised Mormon and everyone around me was Mormon. And we went to Las Vegas. And, you know, Wait, that, with, who are you in Las Vegas? I was Vegas with my family. What, are, I don't, what is a family of Mormons I even I doing? I don't know. I don't remember why we were there, but we were there. Because you can't gamble. You can't drink. You can't even drink coffee. I, I You know what? I, I don't even think we were going there. I think we were driving to California or something. We were passing through. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, let's You're at the walk Grand the Canyon. Strip. <laughs> I mean, probably, you know what? I think it was the Grand Canyon now that you say that because we did go to the Grand Canyon that year. But we went to Vegas and we were walking along the street and I looked out and they have those cards everywhere. You know, oh, the, my God. The, the like escort ads. cards. Yeah. yeah. And I remember looking down and I picked one up and I was like, what is this? You just knew it and was And I was something. like so intrigued by it. My mom's like, put that down. Like, don't look at that, you know? And I was just like, ever. I think that that was the moment that I was like, what was that? Like, that was so, it was so interesting to me. Because I've never way. seen anything like that. And I was just like so curious about it. I think some people are just drawn to that because mm-hmm. I was also like, so drawn to it and I never there was no reason like I wasn't like it, it's not like I don't know like I just don't know what yeah. would spark that in me I, and I, I remember like when I learned how to use Google when I was young and I was googling words like prostitution and, right. and orgasm and all these words and I was like what do these mean and what is this world like so at what point did you want to be in porn um since I was really young I remember um, I remember wanting to be in porn, but I didn't watch porn surprisingly until I was 16, I think. But even before I'd watched, I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds fun. Yeah. Because you know? I, I had already been having sex for a couple years before I even watched porn. And I knew, but I knew what porn was by that point, obviously. And I was just like, I was just intrigued by all the, by strippers, by just sex workers in general. I was just intrigued. And was the fact that it was like so taboo even more appealing to you? Oh, absolutely. I'm such a, I'm so stubborn and such a rebel. Like anything, like someone telling me not, I'm one of those people where tell me not to do it and I'll just make me want to do it more. Are, are any of your other sisters sluts? Um, I, yeah, I do have one sister who's like, <laughs> who she's left the church to. Uh-huh. Um, and she's very sexually open. Um, she's a very classy girl. Mm-hmm. You can definitely be classy and be a slut. I 100% oh, believe course. that. Um, well, so what do your what like what did your parents think of you leaving the church? Were they like you know, so against it? No, you know my family. I'm lucky that they're pretty. Uh, I mean, my mom is very, very, very much Mormon, but she is also like a very sexual woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes dressing sexy. She has to dress modestly to cover, like, like you know, she wears garments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what garments are, no. but so uh, garments, garments are garments, garments, you know, just like the, like the word for clothing garments. Oh, okay. So the church has <clears throat> these things called garments outside the church. People call it magic underwear. Have you heard that phrase before? Oh my God. Okay. Wait, but tell me everything. Okay. So they're not called magic underwear. That's just what people outside the church. That's call what it. non-members. Kinda, call yeah. It. They're kind of making fun of them. Cause like, that's kind of, that's, you know, when I explain it to you, that's what you think. You're like, it sounds like magic underwear. Okay. So tell me. So garments are, <clears throat> they're just like white, uh, kind of like really, really thin white material. And it's like a t-shirt and shorts basically, but a little bit more form fitting. Okay. Um, and it's adult, two pieces. yep. Adult Mormons are required to wear them. If you're worthy, you're not supposed to wear them if you're not worthy. And they're supposed not to be worthy, meaning like not worthy, mean you are like drinking or, or having sex outside of marriage or, okay. um, you or know, drinking caffeine. Yeah. There's a bunch of things you can do to not be worthy. There's, it's pretty easy to not be a worthy Mormon because they have so many rules, but, um, adult Mormons who are worthy wear garments and they're super, modest Mm -hmm. and you have to wear them under your clothes and your clothing has to cover them 
So they kind of force you to dress super modestly. Okay. Because it's like... A t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, it's like a t-shirt and shorts. And the shorts come to the tops of your knees. And the t-shirt comes almost up to your collarbones. Okay. So yeah, you'd have to be so covered So you're forced to like neck dress. To knee. Yeah. So my mom wears her garments. Mm-hmm. But she finds ways to get around. Like, she still likes to dress sexy. She'll wear tight clothes right. or high heels, you know. Like, form-fitting yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, like, I uh, – my, mo- my mom is, like – and she knows, like, she doesn't know that I do porn. Right. As of now. Right. But um, I've been doing modeling my whole life, and I've done, like, nude modeling, and she's aware of that. Oh. And she's – Is that – is that worthy? No, absolutely not. Okay. No. Um. No, oh, you, no, you can't you be wouldn't be wearing your, your garments. Yeah, you can't be a Mormon and do nude modeling. Yeah, no. <laughs> Unless you were wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah. Which you wouldn't be nude modeling at all. But that's another thing. You're not supposed to show anyone your garments. Like, your spouse can oh. see it. But, like, you can't. Like, they're not. That's why your clothes have to cover them. Is like, there a way to, like... Like, when I was growing up, I feel like if you wore, like, black... A black bra that was, like, considered sexy. Like, is there, like... The garments have to be white. Yeah, no, they give you have to buy them from like oh, the church. From the shop. Yeah, you can't just like go buy a white t-shirt and shorts because Is there they, a way to sexify it? Like do people like Oh, you know what's so tie funny? it up? So they like, have different No, you can't do that. They have they they tell you specifically how to wear them. You have to tuck in the the pant the shirt to the pants and wear the the waistband okay. around your waist. But what's so funny is they have they have a few different kinds. You have to buy them from the church because they have holy symbols on them over okay. the nipples and the belly button. <gasps> Like why the, the belly button? I I don't know. They just have like little symbols over each nipple and over your belly button, and they're supposed they represent something I can't remember, but they're like holy symbols, and they're like all the garments are like blessed and everything. Hold on, why are they called magic underwear? I still don't understand. Because that. they're supposed to like protect you from like the devil and shit. Oh, and they're from like rape. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like if someone went to rape you and they're like, ah, oh, your underwear. It's your just garments are really turning me off. <laughs> yeah, you're really turning me off. I mean, yeah, they're definitely not sexy. <laughs> Maybe they would protect you from rape. Okay, so, like, you were always really drawn to porn even before you saw porn. Yeah. And then, what, like, and then you're 22 now. Mm-hmm. And you just got in. Yeah, I got in um, in October. And so, like, how did that happen? Um, like, you know, I would have gotten in a lot earlier, but I was just waiting for the right time. Because, um, like I said, I've been interested in it since I was, like, 16. You know, I've been interested in it since I was young, and I didn't get until I was 23. Not yeah. because I was, like, trying to be smart, but just mm-hmm. because I was, like, scared of my parents finding out and, oh, really? you know, the shame of it and all this stuff. But, like, I'm glad I waited. Like, I thought, yeah. I, I think 18's too young. No, yeah, me too. Because, you know, I've met girls who are 18, and, and I'm new, so mm-hmm. I still can't say that, like, Oh, you, you know, I'm not in any place to be telling anyone what to do in the industry, but I have met girls who are 18 who have just started and I just have a conversation with them and I'm like, they're so young. I feel like mature wise and stuff too. Yeah. You're just not ready to make that big of a decision. So you wanted to do it at 18, but you didn't. Um, and then so in o- this o- past October, like mm-hmm. what made you make the leap finally? Um, I know you were, can we talk about, you were married. Yes. I when was you were married. young. Yeah. And how old were you when you got married? I was 18. So did you get married because it's the thing to do when you're 18 when you're Mormon? No, because or? at that point I wasn't even really in the church anymore. Okay. He, you know, we were just high school sweethearts. Is he and Mormon? He was raised Mormon too. His family's Mormon. But, but he, he, had, is... he had denounced the church. We both had left the church by the time we got married. Okay. So you're both like finding camaraderie and like being ex-Mormon. Yeah. And, and like you were married from 18 until when? 
um until last january and why did you guys break up um we had a good relationship uh we were really good friends i think we just mistook that for being something more Mm -hmm. um because there's other things in the relationship that just didn't match up do you think that like had you not been raised mormon you would have gotten married that young um and by the way like no judgment like i got married when i was 19 yeah and I have no, no excuse and I, have so. no, I have no shame about it you know and i just don't regret it i learned a lot and of course it was yeah. a good time in my but life. like do you think you felt the did you feel pressured to get married or like you or know, were you just totally in love and that's what you wanted to do yeah you know we were we we thought we were in love and you know that and we were already having sex right but in the mormon church people too do get married really young mm-hmm. um it was just so normal. maybe it might have been like a subconscious, mm-hmm. you know, thing telling us that we need to get married if we're already having sex. And, and did he know that like you had these like secret thoughts of wanting to do porn or not at the beginning? And y- we had kind of a rough start because of that, because mm-hmm. I was a super sexual person and mm-hmm. he wasn't. I was the first and only person that he had been with. And mm-hmm. I had been with a lot of people. Were you guys monogamous? Uh, we were at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, like halfway through the relationship, we... I don't know what he something with him changed and all of a sudden he was super sexually open I, I can't even say what exactly it was but then all of a sudden um like he so, was like a light switch just went off yeah he I think he just realized like it's not it's more fun to be sexually open mm-hmm. and I I think he could tell that you know he knew that I was and he always tried to like kind of push that away from me and then maybe he just realized that that was just not you know he was trying to push me to be something I wasn't mm-hmm. Um, and then he opened his own eyes to it and realized, you know, he was too. And then all of a sudden he was like, you know, maybe I felt this way all along too, but right. I just, he was, you know, like me raised Mormon and suppressed right. and it was, you know, I I'm had, sure that's a hard thing to shake. Yeah. But I had come, I had already come to a point in my life where I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to be who I am. Yeah. And, um, he just hadn't gone there yet. And I think that he finally got there. Right. Um, and then at that point we did have an open relationship. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Is it true that like, you know that show Big Love? Um, is it like Paul? Are they like polyamorous? Yeah. Or something? Is that? I think a I've thing heard. I think I've heard in, about it. Is that common in the Mormon Church? No, 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 no. So why is that like our? Why is that our idea of Mormonism? Okay, so is, is Mormonism th- a word? Yeah, Mormonism is is okay. a word. So, uh, what you're talking about is polygamy, like sister wives. Sister wives, yes. So. It's, so that's it like goes one back, man, multiple wives. Yes. So if you go back into Mormon church history, uh, Joseph Smith was the founder of mm-hmm. the church and he had multiple wives and okay. polygamy was uh, an active practice mm-hmm. in the early days of the church. But then it came to a point where, um, you know, God commanded, you know, the prophet said that the God commanded that polygamy is no longer necessary and we're not going to practice it anymore. And at that point in church history, there was a break in the Mormon church. And the people that followed the prophet, um, they stopped practicing polygamy Mm -hmm. and they continued. And that was the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. But then there was a part of the Mormon church that broke off that said, no, we're going to keep practicing polygamy. And there are now. So So there's two branches of Mormonism. Well, they're not. Yeah, there is kind of. It's like they broke off and they're very. Maybe in the beginning they were kind of close, like can, could could be considered branches, but at this point they're so different. What are they called? Um, polygamous, FLDS. The official name is FLDS, fun, Fundamentalist LDS, Latter-day Saint. Oh. Because oh. Mormon is kind of a nickname. They're actually called Latter-day Saints is what Mormons are called. So what what is the word Mormon? 
I don't I don't know where that word came from but Mormons are like if the official name like what they're actually called in the church is Latter-day Saints so LDS if you're LDS you're Mormon okay and then the people who practice polygamy are FLDS so there's the LDS and the FLDS they sound really similar but they are very different at this point but people still think that Mormons practice polygamy but they don't okay very interesting yeah but I mean if you want to go really deep into that you can can technically say that they do practice polygamy not here on earth but say a man can this is like this gets like really deep into the church but like a man in the church can marry a woman in the temple and they get sealed like sealed in the temple for all time and eternity so they're sealed together not just married yeah but they're so you're not just married you're sealed like they're like it's another step past marriage okay um and say oh no because i wasn't no i didn't get married in the temple you can only be sealed if you get married in the temple so say that man gets sealed in the temple to that woman and she passes away and goes to heaven he can get sealed to another woman and then once he goes to heaven he will have both wives he'll be sealed to both of them so they will be polygamous in the the what if he dies first women cannot be sealed to multiple men okay so if a woman wanted to get sealed to if a woman if a woman's husband passed away that she was sealed to she can either just get remarried and stay mm-hmm. sealed to her husband, and that would mean when when she died, she would be her t- eternal partner would be him again. Right. Or she can get a temple divorce, which is when you get unsealed, and she can get sealed to someone new. But a woman can't be sealed to multiple men. But a man can be sealed to multiple women. A man can. Interesting. That's. I mean, aside from like how extremely sexist that is, I know right? it's kind of romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Like, because marriage is till death do us part, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I think, like, on a really logical level, I'm, like, a, like I think marriage is dumb. I think, you know, all the, like, involving the government and all that stuff mm-hmm. is dumb. But I also think it's incredibly romantic. I've done it twice. I'll do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, shunning marriage at all. I think it's so romantic. <clears throat> but now I'm, like, I want to get sealed. Yeah. <laughs> But but I can't. I mean, I'm no. I'm so not worthy. <laughs> I couldn't be less I don't worthy. Think, yeah, I don't think that they would let you into the temple. Can someone convert to Mormonism? Absolutely. Yeah, people like they like the Mormon Church. Like that's why like people. Oh yeah, because missionaries. Yeah, missionaries and like people will. It's funny because like people are like, oh, Mormons are so nice. I've met them. They're not crazy. They're so nice. I'm like, they're not nice to you. They're just trying to convert you. <laughs> like they're like, oh no, they invited me to dinner. I'm like, okay, two more dinners and they'll be talking about the church and inviting you to go to church with them. They're just trying to convert you because that's bonus points in jesus's eyes like these <laughs> you get more people to convert and you're just like more likely to go to heaven right like brownie points yeah and when i lived in japan i actually knew quite a good amount of mormons and they were all in missionaries. japan yeah so i went to the american school in japan i lived there for six years and all the mormon kids were missionary families mm-hmm. and they all had like six seven kids yep all blonde <laughs> um and they all lived on like the military base oddly i think but I, my facts could be fucked up because I was young mm-hmm. and like, you know, I could be remembering things wrong. But one thing I do remember is that they all ate ambrosia salad. I don't even know what that is. It's like a jello salad. Oh. It's like jello with shredded carrots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, do you guys that, eat that? that is a stereotypical Mormon dish. Do you eat it? I don't eat it, but they always have it at Mormon events and they also have. Uh, so uh, it's like orange jello 
mixed with cream is that what it is and I, shredded carrots I don't know there's a few dishes that it's are delicious. stereotypically yeah like Mormon dishes but that is yeah that is one I remember eating it and thinking like shit this is delicious <laughs> and then only much later in life I was like oh that was like a Mormon yep. delicacy yeah <laughs> what what else is like a Mormon I'm trying to think they have one with like tater like tater tot casseroles one of them that sounds delicious yeah. <laughs> no it's good uh, they have good and like they always have like when they uh halloween they always do trunk or treats at all the mormon churches and they'll do um like a chili cook uh chili contest with homemade chili and they'll do like homemade root beer too like root beer and chili is always on halloween so it sounds like it sounds like there's kind of some cool things to being mormon yeah i mean on the outside but i've been in it and i've lived it and not for you no absolutely not and i think that there's a lot of things that the mormon church has wrong and a lot of fucked up views that they have i mean on the outside you can look at it like you know what the mormons put out what they want you to see is all Mm -hmm. the good stuff right but when you're in it and you have to live by the rules and you have to it's too much no and it's not just that it's too much it's just wrong right you know like at what at what age did you start thinking like that because I always think like I was not raised religious mm-hmm. at all so it's like really hard for me to actually know what it's like to be raised religious in mm-hmm. any way and like but like I can only imagine that if you're told one thing that one thing is the truth mm-hmm. your whole life like how do you even break out of that yeah I remember did you have friends that I did have away? no I no I didn't have any friends that broke away or family I was the first one that I that I knew of you know there's a ton of people that leave the church but I didn't know anyone that had I was the first one that I knew in my circle of family and friends like, that left what made you start thinking was it like it reading was like books no or? it was like all the you know it just didn't feel right all the guilt and all the shame and I remember you know obviously the the stuff about sexuality I didn't agree with and I was like how can like you know like they teach you that masturbating is wrong and I was masturbating a lot at that age and I'm like why is this wrong you know this feels like this is what my body is supposed to do this feels like what my body is made to do why is this wrong yeah and and I remember like, you know, at that same time I was feeling why, why is this wrong? You know? And I also, I go to church and I, this stuck, this will always stick out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, especially as young teenagers, they talk about sexuality a lot, but not in a good way. They just talk about how wrong it is and how you, you cannot be doing that. Yeah. And, um, my teacher, my young woman's teacher, I really want to name her cause this bitch deserves it, but I'm not <laughs> going to, <laughs> but she says she starts talking about how sacred sex is and how it needs to be saved for your husband. And like, she's focusing in. So first of all, she's focusing in so much about how it's for your husband. It's for the man, you know, it's not, you know, making it sound like it's not even for you. You save that for your husband. And she says, and she says, and think about this. Would you want a piece of chewing gum that was already chewed? (gasps) Yeah. She said that to us. Yeah. And I had already been doing, I I don't know if I'd had sex yet, but I had done a lot of sexual things and I was thinking, fuck this bitch. I am not a used piece of chewing gum. You are so smart. Like to be raised in that and to even think like fuck you that's wrong. Yeah. But it makes me sad because such a strong mind and like such a sense of like self and I don't know I can't I can't I can't I think I just would have been a follower 
<laughs> like no joke. But I don't it makes think me I... sad because I know other girls in that class. I know of at least one other girl in that class that was like me that had already been playing yeah. around sexually. And I'm a, you know, I'm a strong person. I mm-hmm. knew in my head, I'm like, this is wrong. But I don't know if she was the same way because she's, I'm, th- my teacher is sitting in there saying that to girls who had already been doing sexual oh, things. I don't tell anyone. So exactly. And I'm thinking, oh, you're just telling this girl that she is a used piece, piece of, of gum. chewing gum and nothing more. You know, and like, I mean, not that that's a really extreme, extreme thing to say, but like, mm-hmm. I think even in like the rest of the country and like in the world, I think we still do like, kind of perceive sex as something that women give men Mm -hmm. and like I think that's why even like even within porn like I think you know a man says that he's a porn star and people are like good for you like I was just they never question literally why do you want to do porn like why porn whereas a woman says she's in porn and the first question is always like but why Mm -hmm. like what what happened to you that you want to do porn what issues do you have like what's why are you you? so okay with giving men sex Mm -hmm. like it's I was literally just talking about that with my boyfriend yesterday how Mm -hmm. no one ever you know, looks at a male porn star and it's like, why are you doing what that? Like, that's so you? horrible. Yeah. But people to, to women, They're 100%. Like, yeah, you're getting laid. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's true. Is your boyfriend, your, is your current boyfriend also an ex member? No, he was not ever Mormon, it, but he's from Utah. No, uh, he was born, uh, here in California and then he was raised in Las Vegas. Oh, so where'd you meet? How'd you meet him? Um, we met in Utah where I live. He just ended oh. up living there. He just got a job there and his mom okay. lives there. Oh, okay. Cool. And like, so are there lots of like culture shock moments? Like for me? Yeah. Um, no, you know, my, my parents were pretty good. I mean, they were definitely Mormon, but they raised me not as closed off as a lot of other Mormon families. Like you were in this world. Yes. And we traveled, we went to Mexico every year Mm -hmm. and, um, I went to work with my dad a lot and he worked for all kinds. He was an interior designer. He worked for all kinds of people. Oh, so he had a totally normal job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I guess, you know what? I have this image in my mind that Mormons are all like in this one concentrated place. No. And like, and like just are living. I I think I'm imagining it. And I think a lot of people do. I think I'm imagining it to be way more culty. Like a compound. Like, like, yeah, like a, a com- everyone's so in a commune. The FLDS, or- 100%. They literally oh, okay. do have, like, compounds out there. I think that a lot of people get the FLDS and the LDS church confused. Yeah, for um, sure. I would still definitely say that the LDS church is a cult. I, I believe Doesn't that. Doesn't it suck that, like, I mean, not that you're even, you know, in the Mormon church anymore, but, like, any everything, I think, is so, like, the image is so tainted by the extremists. Like, even, like, feminism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, feminism is awesome. And if yeah. you're not a feminist, like, you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you don't believe in equal rights for the sexes. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, it's like, well, the extremist feminists kind of fuck it up for us. Because, yeah. like, they're the ones that are, like, knocking porn and, like, just making us look like really fucking bad. Like fucking Chelsea Handler. Right. And then people start saying things like, well, I'm not a feminist. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, but you are. It's just that you're not that mm-hmm. type of feminist. Yeah. So that sucks. But. Well. But I guess Mormonism is pretty extreme anyway. No, and it's pretty <laughs> fucked up too. So like even when people start saying crazy shit about the church, I'm like, I'll just be like, yep, it's all true. <laughs> just so like, no, because I don't want people. I don't think that people should have a positive like view on the Mormon church. I, yeah. I think it is a fucked up church. You know, like I said, they project good things that they want people to see. But when you get into it and get to the core of it, it's a fucked up church. And it 
you know so hold on so you don't drink coffee you don't smoke obviously you don't have premarital sex in the church you don't like what you don't do drugs they have like they have a bunch of things they have like the word of wisdom which is all the things that teach you how to like take care of your your body is a temple that's what they teach you your body's a temple you need to take care of it so you have like like i have to comment on your skin i'm sure you get it all the time you have like beautiful skin thank you like exceptionally thank you so is that because you're more (laughs) no i mean like (laughs) that sounded dumb is it because like is there is there maybe there is something to not having caffeine your whole life and not No, a lot of mormons do drink caffeine though but i I mean i would attribute it i mean obviously i have no idea what makes my skin nice i just my mom has good skin you know okay but i mean she also did you know I I know some girls that struggled with skin issues mm-hmm. too, and they weren't healthy. My mom raised us super healthy. We we're all doing sports, and everything she cooked was from scratch and organic. Like, okay, so, so it's probably something to do with that. Yeah. Okay, so I kept I totally like keep getting distracted because I have so <laughs> many questions for you. So you got into porn in October, yes. and how did that happen? <laughs> we like never moved forward with that story. I um. I, you know, I didn't know anyone in the industry or mm-hmm. anything about it. You know, I watch porn, but I mean, you can't just watch porn and then know how to become so, a porn star. Yeah. So what did you do? Like, so I just started researching, you know, I, the first thing, you know, I live near Las Vegas in Utah, but you know, near Las Vegas, but in Utah, I'm like, they got to have some agencies in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and I, um, just Googled porn agency in Las Vegas, you uh-huh. know, and then an agency came up, um, that was actually based out of LA, but they have girls in Vegas and I contacted that agency and spoke with them um just to kind of get a start yeah and I talked with that agent and um who was it can you say or uh it was OC model oh okay modeling. um and they were great and they were like uh the agent that I spoke with was super informative and super yeah they're helpful. a reputable agency yeah no it's great um but you know I'm not just gonna go with the first person that I talked to because you know you're so smart like <laughs> Thank you. and I'm not saying that in like a patronizing way it's not like I expected you to be dumb because you're Mormon or anything <laughs> like that or even because you're 22 but like I just keep thinking that like I I don't know like you're just like definitely smart beyond your years I think well and thank just, you like, so like you you're such an outside thinker I well think. that makes me feel yeah. good I'm okay like- anyway so <laughs> um so yeah so I talked to I talked to her and it was great and I was like okay you know like I I feel good about that but let's see what else is out there Uh and I just started looking at you know and I'm like you know I just want to talk to another agent but I couldn't even find you know I found other agencies but just by their websites or just by certain things I'm like no way I'm not even gonna talk Uh to them um and then I just started looking up um you know I was like you know what who you know who represents Riley Reed and Angela White and all my favorite girls. Right. And all of them led back to the same person, Mark, Mark Spiegler. Spiegler. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I started researching Mark and it only took about, you know, five minutes of reading about him on the internet to know that he was the guy I got a call. Mm-hmm. So I just looked up his website and I'm like, oh, he literally has his phone number right there. Yeah. And I called that number expecting like some like secretary or something to answer <laughs> the phone. Like, like I thought it was going to be like an office or something. And literally all I just hear is this, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like and i was so take i was so thrown off i was like oh uh is this mark and he's like yeah what do you know who is this <laughs> and i 
was like, it caught me. I was like confident calling, but I was so caught off guard that I'm, I'm like, holy shit, I'm talking to fucking Mark Spiegler right now, you yeah. know? And I it's was like, crazy what a small operation. No, is. I know. And then I, you know, realized that very quickly. And I spoke to him and he's very, you know, he, and he's like, I just told him, I said, um, I'm new talent. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a model. I'm looking to get into the industry. Um, I'm looking for representation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, what do you, well, what, he's like, do you got an Instagram or something I can look at you? And I told him my Instagram, I have, I, at that point I had a modeling Instagram with mm-hmm. no porn stuff, just like my modeling, my mm-hmm. professional modeling stuff. And he's like, all right, let me look at you. I'm like, I'm like, and he, he's like, I'm putting on speaker and look you up. And I'm like, he's literally going to look at me right now. Like, you know, oh my God. You know, he looked at me right there. I'm like this, I'm going to, I was like, and in that moment I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to tell me like, no, I won't take you or right, something. Right. I was so scared in those like few seconds. And he's like, yeah, you're cute. He's like, he's like, I, I'm in the shower right now. He literally was in the shower. Yeah. He, he picks up the phone yeah. always. So he's like, I'm in the shower right now. He's like, call me at 10 o'clock. And I was like, okay, well I live in Utah. So 10 o'clock your time is 11 o'clock my time. Like, you know, but so uh just so you know that's a test when he does that yeah and i did and i called him um and i called him so and he and he told me to send him pictures Um, wow so you you are really lucky i I, mean yeah you're lucky but also because you're smart and you did that and you did your research Mm -hmm. i did not (laughs) but like um, well i mean you turned out just fine (laughs) yeah i i turned out all right but i i got even luckier i think just because like i wasn't that smart about it and I just kind of like went with all the first things that I saw but like that wow and then and then you flew out and just um I think I drove so what happened was I sent him pictures and we talked back and forth for a while and and before before like while you guys were still talking I actually saw your pictures and I was like I don't think this girl's real are you serious? Did, when, what, did you see my Instagram or what? Um, he showed he had like screenshotted photos uh-huh. um, or saved your photos or something. And like a lot of times what Spiegler does is like when he starts talking to a girl and he thinks like she has the potential to, you know, mm-hmm. join the roster. He'll like text a few of us the photos and be like, what do you think of this girl? And like, I don't know. And sometimes like it this doesn't happen that much, but I'm like, ah, this is a catfish. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is just some horny fat dude sitting behind a computer, like... Wanting. But, and he was like, no, I talked to her. Oh, he said so, that I was a catfish? No, I said you were. You, oh, you said that I was I a said, catfish. I said, yeah, I was like, that girl's not real. Why did you think I wasn't real? <sighs> I just thought you sounded too good to be true. <laughs> and, like, you're so pretty. I'm so flattered right now. And... I feel like I'm blushing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not that pretty girls don't get into porn, but, like... I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. For just a bunch of reasons, and my gut instinct said you were not a real person. No. <laughs> but you are. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> and here you are in the flesh. So I guess you're not a catfish. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. So yeah. you, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah, but it's, you know, I, what's funny is, so we talked back and forth, and I sent him pictures of me and everything. And before I even met him, I, you know, we arranged that I would come out here for a week and kind of mm-hmm. do like a trial. Mm-hmm. And he booked me mm-hmm. for that week. And you know, my first shoot was a Greg Lansky shoot. Mm-hmm. Of so course. I was like, holy shit, I'm starting, you know, right, you know, yeah. freaking Greg Lansky. And so he had me four shoots booked for the week. I was going to come out and book and do four shoots. And I come out here and I show up here on a Friday night Mm -hmm. and my first shoot was Monday. So I had all weekend to kind of get ready Mm -hmm. and meet Mark and everything and, you know, and go meet people. He took me to meet a lot of people Mm -hmm. on Saturday and stuff. So Saturday I started, I got a headache. 
Mm-hmm. And I am allergic to cats, and he has a cat here in the yeah, apartment. Yeah, and I'm too. like, oh, okay, so it's just the cat's giving me a headache. Mm-hmm. And I just ignored it. And the second day, the headache was really bad, and I started to get a sore throat. I'm like, fuck this. I am not getting sick. Mm-hmm. And then by Monday morning, I was just feeling like shit. Full blown. But sick. I was like, no way. I'm not missing. You know, I got to mm-hmm. go shoot. So I went and I just took a bunch of Tylenol and mm-hmm. a bunch of decongestants. And powered through it. And I powered through it. And it actually turned out like I still, I've shot a lot of scenes since then. And I still think that scene is the best one I've ever shot. My first scene. Right. It was amazing. How many scenes have you done so far? Um, I, I, I mean, I guess like, that's hard to say. Yeah. I think Once like, you've done like 10, it's like, who knows? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But uh, I still think that my, that, that blacked raw shoot that and I did. And what, what do you do everything no i don't do anal yet okay but you're gonna um you are you said yet yeah probably i do anal like with my boyfriend but i haven't done it in the industry yet yeah um but spiegler has taught me to um really like read people on Mm -hmm. the anal question and you think i'm gonna do and you're gonna do it just so you know you may not know it yet but you're gonna do anal i guess it's happening then (laughs) but I shot Monday and then by the next, by that night I was full blown, just complete. I had the flu and I canceled all my shoots that yeah. week and I'm like, this is so shitty. And I drove home and I cr- I was crying thinking I just blew it. He's no. never going to book me again. I just canceled three shoots on him my first week. Right. And then he called me the next day. He's like, when can you come out again? Yeah. You know? So the, the thing is, Spiegler's never going to like not believe you. Do you know what mm. I mean? And, oh, and well, I was here. I was here in his apartment. No, he and saw how sick that, I like, was in, in porn. Like, don't ever feel bad about being sick because it's really important that we keep, you know, our coworkers healthy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. if I'm even a little bit sick, I don't, I don't feel bad about canceling. Even oh, yeah. If it no. Fucks and like up people's that day, first like, shoot, still, I would have I didn't know anything about the industry. Like mm-hmm. if I felt sick again, I would definitely cancel. But mm-hmm. that, you know, I was like freaking out i was like this is my first no, of course shoot. Then you I wanted to do a good it. job mm-hmm. it's like being sick on the first day of the job sucks like mm-hmm. of course you want to do a good job and yeah. but like i you're you're special because and i'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass or anything but spiegler <laughs> does not take girls that live out of town number one so mm-hmm. you're very special in that way and i know for a fact that you already like booked up way 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 in advance <laughs> like i know that you're you're doing really well already thank you i hope so <laughs> yeah you're i think you're like the it girl of the year in, in oh my, my opinion i'm you calling it just made my whole night <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i'm usually not wrong about these things i feel like i have i've been well, around for a while all excited <laughs> <laughs> so but like you do i guess Wait, what else is there besides anal? So you do girl, girl, boy, girl. Oh, fuck yeah. I love women. I love having sex with women. And you had been with women before. Yes. And is there... Okay, so like because there's not a lot of like intimacy allowed in for kids like in the Mormon church, is there a lot of like lesbian action going on? No. Do you think there's a lot of gay action between the boys? Yes. (laughs) Why, why, why? I I don't know. I just... I know a lot of, like, you know, I stopped going to church and then, like, I see people on Instagram or Facebook that I'm like, oh, like, I used to go to church with that person and they're gay now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, so they're gay now. Well, see, I, what I, I mean, they were gay like, then, I'm sure. Well, but yeah, they yeah, were yeah, out. yeah, of course. But, like, what I meant was, like, like, I'm imagining it to almost be, like, a prison situation where, like, <laughs> because, like, the boys and girls are separated, right? And, like, kids are horny. Like, you're gonna get off where you can so if you're not allowed to be touching a boy or a girl or the opposite sex Mm -hmm. like are you gonna go for it with it's easier to just like experiment with your own do you know what i mean yeah like they say like for example in india because like boys and girls aren't really allowed to like 
you know, same situation. Uh-huh. Like there's a lot of ho- like homosexual stuff going on yeah. among young boys. I think that they have to experiment somehow. A lot of times the missionaries will because they are, st- you know, just like you said, in like prison or something, not that going. Actually, I will say that going on a mission would probably feel like prison. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like, at this point, now that you've been doing porn. Yeah. So uh, missionaries, when they go on their missions, they have their companion Mm -hmm. and the church has super strict rules. Like you are like you're not allowed to leave your companion's side. Like if one of you, like even if you are. And the companion is always someone of the same sex. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, the church has super strict rules on sexuality in youth and in people who are not married. When you're on your mission, those rules are times 10. Okay. Because missionaries aren't even allowed to hug women, male missionaries. And they're not allowed to be alone with them. Like, there's absolute and no hand-holding. Like, no, zero intimacy. Wow. Like, zero. When yeah. you're on your mission, you're, folk, you're teaching about Christ. There's nothing else. So And I, I don't know. You know what? I knew a lot of missionaries. And, like, I don't understand when they, when do you spread the word? Or when do they spread the word? They go out every day and they. Knocking on doors? Not just knocking on doors, but even, like, they do service, too. Um, and they do wherever they go even if it's like they're, they're just constantly supposed to be scouting people and finding people like to even at the supermarket anywhere yeah anywhere they go even if they're just going to the grocery store they're in missionary mode you know so if you're a missionary see, it's not like you clock in at nine and clock out at no five. it's a constant the it's, whole two years you're out there you are and supposed like to be what is the, the conversion rate <laughs> it's you know what it's super high because really? they have oh yeah it's super high but here's the thing like I remember looking up the exact numbers. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's something like 70% or 80%, like a super high percentage of converts become inactive after, before even a full year. Inactive. Inactive, like inactive meaning they don't go to church anymore. Of the new people, you mean? Of the new converts, yes. So missionaries go and they convert. Missionaries are like trained con men and they're manipulative and they show well, they're all they sugar right? yeah they're salespeople. that's exactly what it is they knock on the door and they're these handsome young men and they're so happy and upbeat and you're just drawn in by them right. and you're like wow who are these you know who are and they're fa- people are fascinated that these youth that these young people want to go out and serve their church like wow it must be really awesome if you're giving up the best years so of you your get life. fooled for a minute oh absolutely like you fall and they draw you in and they teach you and you know if you have someone coming to your door telling you the only way to get to, if you want to go to heaven the only way to do it is this way then you're gonna be like oh shit well i gotta do it right you know? like it's easy to get like wrapped up in it and then after you know you go to church a couple times and you're like wait a second like this isn't real why do mormon people have so many kids um it's a commandment what it's a commandment from god to go forth and multiply as much as you can yes what is what is the wording of that commandment um you know what i can is it like thou shall have as many children (laughs) spawn as you can it's something like it's along those lines multiplying your seed i'm I'm gonna look it up what it exactly is interesting but like divorce you said is not that looked down upon um it is it is against you're supposed to definitely go through like if you're a if divorce is the last like last resort resort. yeah if you are a mormon couple and you let's say let's say you don't have kids as a mormon couple that's not possible what if you're (laughs) infertile you adopt oh from where Anywhere. anywhere anywhere they don't care 
anyway, like, no, they no, the Mormon a, church like won't tell you. China? No, the Mormon church won't tell you where to go adopt. But every Mormon couple that I know either has children or they adopt. I don't know a. Are single... they ever non-white children? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so there are like Asian Mormons. Uh huh. And there's Black Mormons, which is hilarious to me because the church is so blatantly racist against Black people in, in really? church history. Not not currently, but church history is full of racism. And the Book of Mormon and the Bible have racism, and but people just like ignore that that part exists. They j- yeah, or? exactly. And like the church has never, you know, and tons of Mormon prophets have said insanely racist and if horrible like, things. If a Mormon, if a nice Mormon girl were to come home with a black non-member, would that be looked down upon? Well, yeah, because he's a non-member. It depends on the person because I know people that you know. There's different kinds of Mormons. There's like I said, the very traditional old school Mormons, and then there's ones like my parents who. If I came home, if I was, you know, 16 and say I was still active and I came home with a black guy, my parents wouldn't think of anything. Right. But I do know people. But you sound like you're from like kind of a. A more open family. But there 100% is people in the Mormon church who friends even that I knew that I remember having Mormon friends and going to their house. And I remember their parents telling them um, not to date black boys. Wow. Yes. That's crazy. So there is. But I mean, there's racism everywhere. Right. There's people, there's racist people in the church for sure. And there's not racist people in the church. Right. Interesting. But there definitely is Mormons that are, you know, and there were prophets that were racist and the church didn't even allow black people to, there's something in the church called the priesthood. It's... So there can't be black priests. No, there can. So there's no priest in the church, but the priesthood is something that the men hold that is like the power to give blessings and stuff women can't have it of course right but men can hold it's the priesthood so sexist. It, it is it's extremely sexist what angers you the most about mormonism is it the sexism um, or the racism it's the um for me i think i mean there's a lot of fucking things that piss me off about yeah. the church but to me it's obviously their stance on gay marriage yeah and um because and which is a hundred percent against it are they you will get excommunicated homosexuality you... in general absolutely yes they are 100 percent against homosexuality wow are, are they against anal sex yes <laughs> like straight anal sex yes yeah so do they see like sex as something for making babies and that's it oh absolutely yes like i looked up that commandment and it says oh like the exact wording of yeah the it one. says as for you, be fr- be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Okay. So, so basically breed. Yeah. So have babies. Have lots so of anal babies. sex would be like a waste of sperm. Yeah. Anal sex is like you're not, no babies are going to come from that. You're killing your sperm. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. Interesting. And there were even prophets that have said that oral sex is not okay. You know that in some states, sodomy is considered like, you know, we think illegal. Sodomy, yeah, it's considered but we think illegal. sodomy and we think anal sex in a lot of states. It's also oral sex also falls under sodomy. For real? Yeah. It's just and it's sex like that illegal. Doesn't, it's just any sex outside of P and V. <laughs> so which is crazy to me. But um, OK, so I, I want to ask. We have a few listener questions. It's called Ask a Porn Star. Do okay. you want to answer them with me? Yeah. Okay. And they're not Mormon questions. <laughs> uh, at best come of my life asks, what's your safe word? Do you have one? My safe word? No, I haven't had, 
I haven't had the kind of sex that yet that has right. required a safe word. I have had rough sex and, you know, a little bit of dominant submissive, but it hasn't gotten to the point where that would be necessary. So right. I don't yet have a safe word. I haven't needed one. I, you know what? Like, actually, now that I think of it, when I was 22, I certainly did not have a safe word. <laughs> also, before porn, I didn't have a safe word. In fact, I did not really have a safe word until kind of recently. Uh-huh. And I do. And it's mustache mustache yeah but i end up using it for a lot of things that aren't sexual <laughs> like if i'm being tickled or something and you're like, like mustache, mustache, stop, mustache. Stop, stop. yeah that's just like 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 an inarguable no <laughs> i think that might just get the fuck off of me <laughs> right but sometimes that doesn't work you know yeah. um okay at bob the ranter asks what do you do sexually on film that you don't like or that you don't like or do in your private life so I would something say, that you only do on film. I wouldn't say that there's anything that I have done. I'm you, mean, you know I can't speak for the future, but as of now, there hasn't been anything that I've done that I did not like. Mm-hmm. There has been things I've done that I definitely didn't love. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I will never do in my personal life, just because it's like kind of just you know it looks good on camera and I'll do it and I don't hate it, but it's just kind of I'm just doing it for camera. Reverse is, cowgirl. No, well, reverse cowgirl, I like reverse cowgirl, but not the way that directors usually like. They want you to be like on your feet, mm-hmm. you know, like and like leaning back. Mm-hmm. I prefer to be like Leaned kneeling, forward leaning forward. On your That's knees. how I like reverse. Same. I don't like it up on my feet. I mean, you know, like I said, it's not bad. Right. But I don't do it in my personal life. I'm, if I'm going to do reverse, then I'm going to be on my knees. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say I fucking hate reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Even the on kind, your knees? No, the, the kind the of my knees kind. I like. But like the kind of my knees leaning forward I like, but like you can't see anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, in porn we don't get to really do but Unless like, you're shooting POV or something. Now I'm letting myself out. I always tell like since that position is so unenjoyable for me, every time I go to shoot, I say like, oh, I, like my, I have like my hip hurts, so I can't do reverse cowgirl. That's, like, um, I literally say that's like effort, every shoot that but I just so you know, they all know. <laughs> just so you know, you're not fooling anyone. But I mean, I don't care. We all that. have our excuses even, why we can't do reverse cowgirl that day. Even if and I'm they not, know. Even if I'm not fooling them, I don't care. That I'm, if I say that, they don't make me do it, so I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> it true. sounds less diva-ish than, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I've definitely never said, I don't do that. Um but I or have I'll just come say, up with a lot of excuses. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, today was leg day in the gym. And yes, I just, I I've can't. used that one too. I, like, I, I do a lot of like acrobatic stuff because mm-hmm. I can. So I'll be like, oh, I just did like an acrobatic shoot yesterday. My legs are so sore. I can't do it. Like, <laughs> Reverse sucks. I can't come in reverse. And that's no, the never. Uh-uh. Like, and they always want you, they want you to come like that. And I'm like, I'm trying my hardest. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the only time I do really like reverse is I like it in anal. Cause, um, it, it oh, just, I like, haven't done that. It's the best for me. It's the best Which, way to get it in initially. Okay. It's like a good, it's a position that I'm in While control. you're on your feet or on your knees? On my feet, like the porno okay. way. And I just think it's a comfortable way to like put a dick in my ass uh-huh. on my terms, I guess. Yeah. Cause you're on top and like you control how much goes in and yeah, he's just laying yeah. still. I haven't tried that, but nice. I'll have to now. But what do I do sexually on film that I don't do in my private life? I mean, I'll do reverse if, like, the guy wants it. Mm -hmm. I feel like pretty much, like, once a dick is in me, I'll do anything. (laughs) Even if I could sit here and be like, oh, I don't like that or that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I would say it would be definitely, like, a position thing or, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of, like, I consider myself like a power bottom and like mm-hmm. I'm pretty submissive. So like I, I don't too. if a guy likes something like and especially if I really like him, I'm kind of like 
down for whatever yeah same like and it'll actually turn me on mm-hmm. to turn him on mm-hmm. so i don't know what do i do sec- Ugh, i can't i guess reverse yeah yeah i guess i also don't prep for anal the way i prep for a movie in real life i guess because you don't really have to because you're not spreading the ass cheeks and like gaping and yeah. showing the inside oh i kn- like i have only ever dan- done anal in my personal life and i've never prepped for it gotten ready right for it, ever once yeah uh, we always you know, just in go your for personal it. life yeah like it's kind of like you don't really have to but yeah, on porn, and, well i mean like i've been the having lights are on you i've been having anal sex for a year with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and, a, and a lot of it i think i've only gotten shown him like twice for you. that's a great track record you have a magic asshole you see you were built for anal i know like so i'm thinking like maybe i just have a really clean asshole like i can you, you just got to do it then yeah <laughs> um uh next question comes from at your body underscore my poet have you learned any life lessons from doing porn i think that's a really interesting question because like you're at the beginning of your career so like mm-hmm. have you learned anything outside of like anything about sex yeah uh, no but like you know i think that you can tell that i'm i definitely believe that women should stand up for themselves and mm-hmm. I, you know i always try to stand up for myself mm-hmm. so i wouldn't say that's a lesson that i've learned in porn but it's definitely been something that's taught me the importance of doing that yeah um i haven't been in, in any bad situations I've had really good experiences, but mm-hmm. I have had a couple times here and there where there's something that's questionable mm-hmm. or, you know, that I don't know about. And, and I'm just always up front and I always just stay, say exactly how I feel. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important to do that. Do you think that like, do you think that's something you're able to do because of your age? Or do you think, like, do you think at 18 you could have done that? Oh, I've been, yeah, I've been a stubborn ass, like See, loud and confident person my whole life i wasn't like that at 18 and i see a lot of 18 year olds now that i'm like i don't know if you would stand up for yourself yeah, in that, a room yeah, full I, of dudes and then they're getting into porn and i'm and i yeah. worry for them because i think that you do need to be able to absolutely stand up for yourself and those situations come around you know it's not even like it's not even i mean i've been really lucky and nothing bad has ever happened to me on a porn set but there have definitely been moments where like the director wants you to do something that you don't want to do like that happens yeah and then i you worry know, you, about it's girls a different artistic vision or and then whatever. i worry about girls who would be in my position and but who aren't me mm-hmm. and i am like you know if this would have been someone else then they could have you know maybe mm-hmm. regretted something or felt uncomfortable and it you know worries me for them for sure a life lesson i learned I, I mean i've learned so i i feel like i became a person in porn honestly like mm-hmm. i i really so it much of my identity you, yeah I, comes like from doing porn an identity for sure and like a lot of confidence mm-hmm. and um i've you know i think when you do a job that's like so socially like outcasted you do become a strong person for it and even you stronger have to person. yeah um and then you really do like learn about what your own values and stuff are. But the thing I learned is like I learned it from my first DP that I ever did. It was like it was supposed to be just a boy girl girl vaginal scene, and like boy I, girl wait just boy, like girl, a vaginal girl. scene. Okay. Uh, or I'm sorry, a boy boy girl. Oh okay. So two boys and me a vaginal. It was just a normal three way, and like something just clicked in me, and I was so turned on that it just turned into a DP organically right in the and middle like, of the scene right in the middle of the scene damn and like and that was my first dp and i'm so glad it happened because like had that never happened i don't think i ever would have tried to do a dp in was it life good? it was so amazing oh my god and the lesson i learned was like like that 
scene really changed my life. I was like, you know what? From now on, I'm going to go into everything with an open mind. Good. And it, not just sexually, but like everything. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm always going to keep an open mind because you never know when you're going to stumble upon something new that you mm-hmm. love. Exactly. So that's the life lesson I learned. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, oh, and actually, usually on this podcast, uh, I have a section called Pop Shots where we go over a pop culture story. Okay. And today's pop culture story is not so relevant right now. Okay. But actually, when I walked in, you were talking about Anne Frank. Yes. yes. And I want to talk about that for a second. So today's (laughs) pop culture story is about Anne Frank. And can, can you, like, tell us what what you were telling me earlier yeah so um it was you know everyone most people are required to read the Anne Frank diary mm-hmm. in high school or middle school mm-hmm. I think it was in middle school that I was required to read it and I love reading about World War II I'm super fascinated by it I've mm-hmm. read a ton of stuff about it and we were reading Anne Frank um and I was reading it and I was just like oh this is so crazy this is so interesting I just want to learn more about it so of course I go on the internet and I'm looking at more stuff about the Anne Frank diary and how it's found and all this stuff and all of a sudden I start I don't even know how I start finding links that are like um you know the untold stuff of the Anne Frank diary I'm like mm-hmm. oh that looks interesting maybe it's like you know more dark or something little did I know it was about Anne Frank's discovery of her vagina and masturbating <laughs> and they took it out of the diary because they knew you know they wanted kids to be able to read this book and stuff so I was reading the Anne Frank diary in school but they had taken out all that stuff all the to juicy keep it appropriate. shit yeah so then you know and I, you were reading some of it and it was so, it was just so it was so cool it was like genuinely like a girl discovering her vagina literally, she's like yeah. today i learned that we don't pee out of the clitoris yeah and, and she's learning how she has different folds and different labia and right. how they feel how they sit when she's standing versus when she's sitting and, and you said that like she there was a boy that lived there and she was like super turned on by him yeah and she like would like think about him when she masturbates that's so cool. I would, I'm so much more interested in Anne Frank now. <laughs> like, she's so much cooler. It sounds like a Judy Bloom book or something. But I mean, like, think just... about it. Like, a teenage girl trapped in a small space mm-hmm. for uh, how long was she up there for? And yeah, like, what else is there to do? Exactly. And then, you know, she's going through puberty and starting to get these feelings. God, and I was then masturbating this... so much. I mean, I'm masturbating so much at my age now, but like, I remember being a kid and just like being so fucking horny. Yeah. I don't think anything could have stopped me. Oh, I would masturbate all day. Yeah. <laughs> I masturbate all day now. Like I have to make rules for myself. To like, so, oh, like, and it's such my like, like I procrastinate so much. If, I, if I'm going to procrastinate, if I'm going to procrastinate, I'm like, oh, I, I just need to masturbate. I'm just going to masturbate first and then yes. I'll do it. And then I'll masturbate for like three hours. I'm the same. <laughs> you know what I do now? Like if I have to go somewhere, like when I was feature dancing, especially, Cause like, you know, if you're like staying in a hotel, like the only piece of furniture in your room is the bed. Mm -hmm. And if there's a bed, like you're going to (laughs) masturbate. So like what I would do is I would get completely ready. I would do my makeup. I would put on my outfit or Mm -hmm. I would like lay my outfit out or Mm -hmm. whatever and just have my hair and my makeup done so that I could masturbate until like the second I had to leave. Nice. (laughs) But you know, you have to find a system that works for yourself. So that way you're already ready so that you can't be late. You just get right. to masturbate until you leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, I, I definitely have found a the method balance, for my madness. Method. That's for you sure. You need to write like a book about, <laughs> wait, haven't you done that? <laughs> I, yeah. It's not about masturbating, but there's a lot of 
I, you need you to write I you need to write a about. how to masturbate <laughs> yeah efficiently yeah and not be late to everything and right. still get all how your to shit maximize done. your time how while to maximize being super your horny. time <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> a how to <laughs> so um I actually end every episode with the same 10 questions. Do you know a show called Inside Actor Studio? No. Okay. Well, this is going to be Inside Porno Actor Studio. Cool. And I'm going to ask you 10 questions. They're always the same questions. I just want you to give me like the first word that comes to mind or okay. the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. I'm scared. You don't have to explain it or anything. <laughs> We're just going to go through the 10 questions. Okay. So I'm just saying one word for each answer. Or like however many words you want, but you don't feel like you need to explain it at all. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite word? fuck what is your least favorite word faggot what turns you on respect what turns you off Mm, i want to say disrespect but that's like too boring compared to no that's that's valid yeah i mean that is a huge rudeness attitude you know, mm-hmm. entitlement. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? What what? What sound or noise do you love? I think like humming, like because guys like kind of hmm during sex instead of moaning. Like <laughs> girls moan and guys kind of hmm like hum. Mm-hmm. So I think like when my like my boyfriend does that, and, like that's that's your sexiest it. sound. Yeah. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? uh styrofoam oh my god like squeaky styrofoam you, have you met kieran lee oh does he hate styrofoam he too i know too. he hates cotton yeah but, but it, it's he... like all in the same family <laughs> um uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt yoga instructor have you ever had a job before porn yeah yes. i had a lot of jobs what what did you do uh i coached gymnastics when i was in high school because i was a gymnast mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked in the solar industry, like solar energy. Um, and like then selling I, solar panels? No, or? I worked in customer service um, for a solar company in Utah. Okay. And then I left that job, and the job I worked right before porn was coincidentally at a high school. I worked with um, with youth, with like troubled youth, uh-huh. who were, it was like a boarding school. Um, and a lot of the kids were like in treatment. I uh, bet you were really things. good at that. Oh, I loved it. And I would go back in a second. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they would take me back. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they I, should. I've always loved I mean, working yeah, with I youth. I, wor- I worked with youth all through high school. Yeah. With um, special needs kids. I could see I just, really I just like doing that. that, yeah. Uh, what profession would you not like to try? I don't ever want to have a desk job again. A nine to five. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't sit there all day. Yeah. Because that's what I was doing at the solar company. And I yeah. wanted to be more active and interacting with people and, you know, with the kids. and Right. Uh, and last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Fuck the Mormon church. <laughs> so do you believe in God now? Like what? I don't. Where is your, I'm atheist. You're a total atheist. Total atheist. Not even agnostic. Not even agnostic. Wow. Hmm. Organized religion is the biggest scam. Right. I have one last question, actually. Um, why do you think there's so many... Do you know that there's a lot of actually Mormon-raised people in porn? 
Yeah. Like Belladonna, Christina Rose. I mean, Belladonna's whole family, I guess. Uh, Chrissy Lynn. And Kendra, who's she's Kendra. A new, she's new, but she was Murray's Mormon. Um, there's like a lot. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, what's up with that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for everyone else. And I don't know if like being suppressed your entire youth and then you just kind of explode into your sexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's it or... That can't be all of it, though, because there's a lot of cultures that are suppressed, like Asian culture, for I example, think, really suppresses sexuality. Yeah, and there's maybe, not a lot of Asian. Maybe they just go from one extreme to another, you know, being suppressed their whole life. And then they discover that sexuality is a good thing and it's healthy. And they're like, wow, this is so amazing. I just want to shout it to the world, you know, and then maybe it's a combination of being suppressed and also being so close to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I was looking into, you know, sex work when I because I lived in Arizona too for a while Mm -hmm. um and even when I lived there I was that was when I was starting to get curious about it yeah yeah did you ever try escorting no I looked into it briefly Mm -hmm. I was curious about it um but I never I never went for it it. Mm -mm. yeah I've tried it and like I always I kind of grew up thinking like it would be like the ultimate fantasy to like be paid for sex mm-hmm. by like a strange man. Yeah. And it like really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, like I like porn because it's a performance. I like mm-hmm. that people are going to be jerking no, off yeah, to I, it. I think escorting is great. And, you know, maybe I'll try it someday. But for now, I'm happy. I'm happy. To for now, porn. you have a lot on your plate. Yeah. I'm like busy. you're booked through like April or something. May. Right? Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. I think yeah. you're doing just fine. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's just like for the record, it's it's 12.03 a.m. Is it really? Yeah. Oh and my like God. I just like walked into Spiegler's house and like whisked you away from yeah, the Yeah, and TV. I got work in the morning. I got to go to bed. Oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so we're going to finish up. Um, What can we promote? What's your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter uh, is it's Alina Lopez. And you have a website building, right? Yes. So my website is going to have like the same username as my Twitter. So it's going to be itsalinalopez.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is under construction now. And what's your Instagram? Uh, it is itsalinalopezofficial. Awesome. And is there anything else you want to promote? No. That's it for now. Cool. So everyone, please, if you like the episode, just subscribe, rate, review the podcast and thank you so much alina for joining us and i look forward to seeing more of you yeah thank you have a good night good night bye